Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Redwall Marketing. Business and marketing strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, J.R. Griggs. change up we're going to do a book review of uh, blue ocean strategy this is a book i just finished about a month ago and uh, i've also got a friend jason here today say hi jason hey i'm up in ocala and he's uh he lives up here so whenever i'm up here this is like my north office i call it because we've got family that lives up here so whenever my wife's hanging out with the in-laws i'm working somewhere else and i'm sure that makes sense to a lot of people so Mm. uh so the interesting thing with Jason is we, we're both in marketing. He's got a, a business where he does a lot of educational stuff. And about two months ago, I was going through Blue Ocean Strategy on Audible because it's been recommended to me so many times. And we were both having a conversation. Uh, actually, we were doing like a video chat back then. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned he was listening to Blue Ocean Strategy. And I was like, no way, I'm listening to it too. And we ended up being, what, five minutes apart from each other? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we were like right at the same point in the book and uh, so when I finished it I I love this book I thought it's great for any business owner no matter what you're doing whether you're a startup or not or or already going and looking to make a change it's really a good book uh, for just about any business and so when I decided to do this podcast I knew I'd be up here in the area I said hey you know what why don't you join me on it we'll just chat and make it kind of casual conversation about the book because we both went through it it'd be a good uh, idea to have a different perspective as well so uh, today's episode, we're just going to kind of run through the idea and the concept and as much as we can, uh, but I do highly recommend that you get the book and I'll have a link to it on this episode on the website at redwallmarketing.com so that you can uh, take a look at the book and I'll probably link to the Audible book too because that's what I listen to it on Audible. So I, I like to have Audible books for when I'm working out or jogging or, or whatever it's good to listen to. So uh, it's just as good on there as well. I'm kind of wishing I had the physical book, to be honest, because I just mentioned to Jason there's like the six components that they break down. I wanted to have that to look at real quick, and I didn't. So that's the one regret I have about Audible books. But either way, you're going to get a lot of good content out of this book. So um, I'll jump into kind of an idea of what the book's about, and then we'll kind of share our experiences with it and some of the examples we've seen. But the, um, the premise with blue ocean strategy is uh you know when you're looking at the ocean you got basically areas where there might be a shark feeding frenzy uh and the, and the water's red it's kind of gruesome when i thought about it when i was prepping for this it's kind of gruesome to think about mm-hmm. <laughs> sharks uh and customers and and eating fish and creating a bloody area of water but that's essentially what a lot of businesses are doing they see a market they see some success they see some wins and they go and they try to take a piece of that market they they smell blood and they set up shop and they they're looking for food and blue ocean strategy is looking for the areas of the ocean where nobody's feeding yet there's nobody there and it's wide open for for the taking you can go find food in that area and that's the the idea of blue ocean strategy staying away from the feeding frenzy that's going on in most industries. And I mean, just look at any industry, you'll see the same thing, the copycats. You've got, you know, just recently in in a recent podcast, I talked about the, uh, you know, like when you say say yogurt or when you you say when yogurts, 
where you pay by the ounce. Now every corner's got a yogurt store that you can pay by the ounce. That's mm-hmm. the red ocean. That's everybody's running out and trying to start. We, we saw one in a, just yesterday in a gas station. They're getting your gas and then go get your yogurt, yogurt. by the ounce. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I, and now that I think about it, I do remember seeing another one in another weird spot. It's strange. And they're, they're all doing the same thing, and there's really no difference. And I talked about uh, – I think this was like the first podcast. I talked about the one that we go to most raised their prices by like five cents, mm-hmm. which is a 10% increase. Yeah. <laughs> and less than a quarter mile up the street, maybe a tenth of a mile, is another place exactly well, the same. And the same interesting price. thing about it is too – their only way of trying to maintain customer customer loyalty is those little punch cards. Right. The kind of punch card I put in my wallet and I lose yeah. within, you know, it just, and that's their customer loyalty. What's to stop me from going? We have 10 of them here in town. Right. Um, there is no loyalty. It's just a matter of, hey, we're on this side of town. Why don't we go to this place? Right. And so if the price is five cents less, right yeah. up the street, I'm going up the street. It's the same exact ingredients. There's no difference. And you know, one just opened up not too far from us that sent us an invite to their grand opening, and we went, and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids loved it, but it's because it's yogurt and it's candy, you mm-hmm. know? And um, other than that, there's no difference. So that's the Red Ocean strategy. Just start a business that looks like there's some success. There's It's the same with the knockoffs uh, that are out there. There's, there's all these little knockoff businesses and knockoff products, and it's just – Grabbing a market, you know, you got the ab roller and then you, you know, there's 20 other different versions of the ab roller. So everybody's branching off into something else and feeding on the same pile of fish, basically. Yeah. And what Blue Ocean Strategy is, is talking about how, and it does mention that some businesses accidentally find a Blue Ocean. Mm -hmm. Some do it on purpose. There's a strategy behind it. And the cool thing that the book gives you is a whole process of how to figure that out in your market and how to make changes. So if you're a startup, the book discusses how to you know, find the blue ocean. But if you're already going business, it discusses how to convince the company itself, the, the shareholders, the, the, the board, the employees to move into a blue ocean. And so it gives you strategies for both. And it even goes into, if you're an organization, a nonprofit or whatever, it goes into areas of that, including stories of the New York Police Department and how they found blue ocean strategies that nobody else was using, unique ideas to change their... Um, department to be more efficient to reduce crime you know it was outside of the box thinking in a sense and um so it again highly recommend the book um a couple examples i'll go over real quick were were um you know they talk about compaq and how compaq was competing in the server and computer market and eventually was able to uh, find a blue ocean in building a certain type of server that nobody else was doing at the time it was brand new it was more capacity and they were able to take a part of that market um, you know, how do you pronounce that? Cirque, Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. I have never been able to pronounce that right. And I know some people call it Circus Ole. That's what I call it. Circus <laughs> Ole. That's not right. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. They talked about how that was a, another blue ocean where uh, circuses were, were getting animal rights activists complaining and suing. There was the cost of maintaining animals and all that. There was the uh, what is it high pressure aisle food sales mm-hmm. um, and and they found a blue ocean in getting performers who were doing really cool stunts and getting rid of all the animals and not having human rights. So now you've got people up there performing and you you, you found a blue ocean. You know it was a, a fancier setup and it was more of a co- coordinated thing and they were able to find a blue ocean in that and take the market by storm because nobody else was doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's a really cool thing. 
I just learned through this thing that Nickelodeon was a, a nickel movie theater. Oh, I'm not. And it was the cheapest movie theater. Um, you know, that back then you could go in, you pay a nickel, and that was the whole idea was bringing what was once too expensive to a you know the the the, um, the lower income areas, and they specifically set up in blue collar areas. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was that was the idea. Uh, the Model T Ford was a car built for uh, the lower income families, and it was built on an assembly line, you know, so that the prices were dropped down. Henry Ford looked at the way to build a car and thought, how can we do this cheaper? And a whole, not only was a whole new car built, but a whole new concept of how to build cars mm-hmm. was birthed from that. Look how many things have become assembly line now mm-hmm. through just the Model T. Uh, but another interesting thing that that brings up is is we, Jason and I were just talking about surveys and how there's a right way to survey a market and there's a wrong way. If you ask your market what you want, as as Henry Ford said, they would have told them a faster horse. But if you just ask your your market what they're missing, you can you can get an idea of what you need to build to fill that. So if you asked them what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. But by asking what is it that you need. They were able to, you know, translate that. Yeah, I, I don't have the money for a car, but I need my horse to go faster. Mm-hmm. So he knew, okay, a car that was comparable to the price of a horse and buggy was gonna be uh, what they needed. And next thing you know, it was like, you know, mo- you know, the whole goal of a mo- of a car in every driveway was born, you know, and uh, through the assembly line. So, you know, surveying your market is is a really good idea for getting those things and. What I've found is that in anybody I've listened to about surveys and, and surveying my own customers is not asking what they want, but asking what they need, asking what they're missing, asking what keeps them up at night, what's their biggest trouble, has helped me find the solution. Because they don't know the solution. They're, they're not. If they knew the solution, they'd be creating it. You know, but they don't. They, they're guessing at what they need. So that was another really good example. And another great example of how they a survey helped with shapes. Uh, remember the shape story? It was curves. Curves. Was it curves that he was talking about? Yep. Uh, and, and so what they did was they found out that women, they didn't ask women what they wanted in a gym. They, they went out and found out why women don't like gyms and why gyms were predominantly you know male members. And they found out that women did not like that they would wear sweats and tight clothes to a gym that would reveal you know certain curves they didn't want shown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, they might not look as feel as sexy in a in a in a spandex outfit, you know. The, the machinery was intimidating to them. Free right. weights. They didn't want guys gawking at them. All that sort of stuff. I mean, that was where the real niche was. Yeah, people staring at them mm-hmm. uh, when they're doing their their workouts. And so, you know, if if, uh, if they had tried to design something, it wouldn't have worked. But Curves found out that hey, you know, this is um, this is a problem. So if we made a women only gym. And, easy to use and something they could do in 30 minutes or less. Right. B- busy moms, everything else, want to show up, get their workout in, get home. Right. That was the other issue. No time. Yep. Kids, job, everything else. How do we get them in and out fast, get a good workout? No men there to gawk at them. Nobody's going to judge them over what they're wearing. And then a whole industry is born yeah. out of just that. Greatest um, franchises and fitness for sure. Yeah. And, and uh, my current gym that I use is UFIT. They've they've found a little bit of a blue ocean with the lower income uh, or lower cost gyms, ten bucks a month to tw- ten wow. to twenty dollars a month, and uh, they found a way to make that work by eliminating as much as they could. And uh, we might actually do a whole podcast sometime on just that because it's a really cool model that they've built. 
They've eliminated everything possible, and including eliminating as many mirrors as possible because mm. they found out that women didn't like that you could watch them in a mirror. Interesting. By facing the mirror and then you see them. So all the cardio type stuff where uh, you know they find that women like to use more often. There's no mirrors. Mm -hmm. There's nothing around there. So that's another great example. Um, what what example do you think stood out for you in the book? So my if I can just kind of run through my story if you don't mind JR yeah. of how it all came to fruition I mean first and foremost I get recommended books from our mastermind from our friends all the time Blue Ocean Strategy great I add it to my books to read Evernote file or my Amazon wish list and it sits there and then you know the next day I'm talking to another friend he gosh you got to read this Blue Ocean Strategy book and it keeps coming up and I'm finally you know after three or four people mentioned I said finally I'll grab it I grab it on audible um, I remember I was out mowing the lawn and I was mowing the lawn and I'm listening to this and I get through the intro in the first chapter. And I remember being so, I don't wanna say overwhelmed, but maybe inspired is the thing to, to look at it. I literally stopped the mower in the middle of the backyard, you know, hopped off and started taking down notes. Yeah. And I think the mower sat there for like two or three days because I was literally just, I had all these ideas because we had a blue ocean for a while. Again, we're in the education niche um, we, we really started and pioneered online education in our specific niche. We were the first and the only for the longest time. That was six years ago. Now we have a whole bunch of copycats um, and, and, and a whole bunch of competition because we've kind of developed this. And, and I could have done a better job about protecting myself and, and some other things. It's kind of like um, you look like the square, the square reader. Yep. You think, geez, if, they just, if they just would have done the right patents, you know, all these other readers wouldn't exist. But there were some weaknesses and some patents and some other things. Um, but so we started in that, in that online education niche and then it became, what can I do differently? Again, the example, we were feeding in a red ocean. How can I get to a blue ocean? How can I do things differently in, in my own industry uh, that separates us? And it really brought up a lot of ideas. One recent example, I just literally happened this week. The classic model in business marketing, internet marketing, whatever, you can call it whatever, it's all marketing, I don't care what, how you label it, um, was you go out and you find affiliates and you get them to sell your product. Um, the same is true for small businesses. You have um, you know, reps, whatever you wanna call it, going distributors. out, distributors, exactly. They sell your product, they get their cut, they fulfill a PO, whatever it may be, and, and that's all well and good. And that's how we used to our business. And, Sometimes you have a home run distributor and sometimes you have a distributor who does nothing and actually ends up costing you money and training and everything else. And it was really getting to be a pain in the butt. So we came up with the idea of really licensing the rights to sell our products. And we were approached uh, after kind of talking about this idea with another company um, to develop a product, really a very simple um, educational product, under 20 videos, a very easy course uh, they literally said, listen, we want to pay you to develop it. We want it to be branded completely as your product. We just want to buy the rights to sell it. Only we can sell it and only you can sell it. <laughs> and they offered a, a decent, you know, five-figure amount to, to make that happen. And we're in the process of building that, you know, product now. And money has been wired and everything else. And it's sweet. But the previous model was I would build the education product. Then I would find reps or affiliates to go out there and sell it. And then I would sell it myself as well and hope everything went well. This way, I'm selling a product to somebody, the rights to sell it, 
before it's even developed. Right. And it's all about doing things differently and stop feeding, like you said, in that red ocean. How can I take what I'm already doing and doing it differently? And that's why when I was out mowing the lawn, I literally just had to stop and think, how can I do this, um, our current business differently? And, and, and it's so neat when you look at it from that model because everybody is just stepping on each other's toes. And one thing, um, my wife and I run the business, and one thing we've always been very adamant about is there's no such thing as competition. We go to a lot of these expos and that sort of stuff, and you walk by somebody and they go, oh, you know, that's that's our competition. We right. can't talk. To, I mean, the the people that bought this product from us, most people would say, that's your competition. You know, that, that, that was silly. But they're really, there's no such thing as competition is kind of how I view it. And if you go about it with that mindset that we're all in our own individual niches and we all do great things just differently, um, you're going to have a lot of success in that. And that's part of that kind of strategic thinking. The book doesn't get into that a whole lot, but uh, plenty of other business books will tell you that, you know, if you see everybody as competition, you've got a serious problem. And all you're going to do is end up holding yourself back, stalking your competition on Facebook. What are they doing now? You know, that you're going to lead yourself into a paranoia. So it's all about thinking differently and not thinking like everybody else does. And you guys are already doing a great job of that. You're taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, you know, you got, you, you're already off to finding your own blue ocean strategy just by thinking differently and finding some education that, on the go. That's a blue ocean in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of business owners start up and just, and that's why the, what is it like 85% failure? Yeah. They just, they just try to be good at something. They're not really studying how to do it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah, I was just reminded as you were talking, I don't know if the book actually alluded to this or not, maybe reference this, but sometimes a red ocean can can become a blue ocean later yes. because because markets shift and and like that model there of licensing was at one point how a lot of things were done yes and then everything shift to affiliates well then well now the the where everybody was feeding is now empty mm-hmm. and there's still fish there to be had uh, like direct mail uh, direct mail was so crowded now I opened my mailbox and I was just I, I just commented recently on Facebook I mentioned that. We're waiting for a passport to come in the mail for mm-hmm. heading to Canada. Okay, so I'm waiting for this passport to come in. And at one point, I was checking the mail every single day looking for this passport. And this one week, three out of the five days, there was nothing in my mailbox. Mm-hmm. And that's partly because all my bills are now digital. I don't get bills in the mail. But three out of five days, you had a front row seat to me yeah. if, you, if you targeted me in direct mail. But everybody's well, running from it. it. And that's the blue ocean again. Well, and that's what so, – so we started instituting some direct mail sort of stuff realizing that our target market is 35 to 55 year old individuals. Well, a 55 year old individual, that's how you used to market to them was via the mail. Right. You know, they may not be the most techno savvy bunch. So reaching out them on, on their means, which is, and direct mail, like you said, is so, yeah, there's a little bit of cost to it, but the crowd isn't there anymore. I can send a postcard in some cases be the only postcard in your mailbox. Right. And do okay with it as a pair, uh, as opposed to you know the ten postcards we used to get many years ago. Um, you, you, you're spot on. And, and again, that's not to say you can't make money in a red ocean. People do make money in a red ocean. It's just a lot more difficult. Yeah, it's just it's just a little harder. You're fighting. You're bumping into people. You're you know the money's there. Um, and uh, another great example I just thought of with the how the the markets change is when you look at things like um, distributors. We just mentioned distributors. At one point. You had to sell your stuff door to door, person to person. Well, the scalability of that was in the toilet back then. So distributors became very popular because they would take your product and get it to the mass market. Well, now distributors are starting to go away again in a sense because there's more ability to go direct to consumer with the internet. 
And yeah. so you're finding a lot more companies that are just happy with selling their product online direct to consumer. You do still need some, in some cases, distribution. With um, you know, obviously, if you can get into a, a big mass distributor, you're going to have a lot of sales. But there's a lot of companies that are doing just fine online because direct to consumer is sure. back. You have less uh, middlemen cutting out profits, so you can sell at a better price. Uh, in fact, one of the examples in Blue Ocean Strategy was direct to consumer Dell. They went over mm -hmm. Dell, how Dell took the market by storm by going direct to the consumer because they cut out all the middlemen. Not only were they getting uh, able to go cheaper than these other places, but they could deliver it faster than these other places because mm -hmm. you were ordering direct from the builder versus ordering it from a store who orders it from a distributor who sends right. it to the builder. So there, there's times where that strategy changes. Sometimes the ocean's red and then you, you leave it for a little bit You come and all of a sudden everybody's where you are and you look back and you're like, wait, nobody's over there again. I'm going to go back over there and do this strategy again. Where That being said, where would you say everybody's at now red ocean wise? What, what the red oceans are out there? Yeah, I mean, just a few. Well, for one, you look at all the, everybody's jumping on mobile phones, mm, right? Yeah, Amazon's yeah. got one, Facebook wanted one, Firefox has got an OS. So you're seeing some, some of that red ocean. Uh, you know, Apple did a good job of taking the market by storm. This is a great example, by the way, because Apple mm -hmm. is in the book too when they came out with the personal computer. first. To, they weren't the first personal computer, which I learned. I didn't know there was another system, but, but they, they were the first personal computer with all-in-one to make things easy for you. Everything mm -hmm. was all-in-one, memory, software, all-in-one for the home. And uh, back then, there were people saying that there would never be a need for a home mm -hmm. computer. But yeah. they went and found the Blue Ocean. Um, I, was an, I was a Windows smartphone user wow. before the iPhone. Wow. And so when the iPhone came out, I didn't think it was that great because I, was, I already had all the capabilities and more. I, mine could do video, cut and paste, all that stuff. The iPhone was lacking on some of, the things, some of those things. But what the iPhone came out and did, what, what Steve Jobs did was look at the Windows phone and think, there's a lot of things that it does cool, but you need a degree sometimes to use it. Yeah. And how do we make everything so simple? It's a touch of a button, push button. And Apple continues to be great at that. I constantly see features coming out from Apple, and I think, well, I've been able to do that mm -hmm. for you know the last three years. However, to do it, I had to connect this thing to that thing and get this software and that thing. And, and the thing is, where Apple's push button. Apple is so good at that. And if we can adopt that kind of principle, Apple was not the first to make an MP3 player. Right. I had, I think, Creative Labs made it. It could hold like five songs on it. I think it was like eight megabytes or whatever. But I remember I had to go over to my friend who built computers for a living to have him help me get my eight songs onto this MP3 player because it was so difficult. And so they weren't the first to make you know a portable MP3 player. They were just the first to make it simple. Right. And, and sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel with that sort of stuff. Your blue ocean may already be there just in doing something differently. In our business, I wasn't the first to teach these methods we're teaching. I was just the first to do it on the internet. And, and, that's a, and, and what Apple does well is watching first, mm -hmm. getting to market, and then adding later. And now some may say, but, but what happens when you find the blue ocean and it does get crowded? Now you've got a red ocean again. It, it, it oftentimes doesn't matter because you were the industry leader. Yeah. And, and only if you stop innovating, if you build something and stop, mm. you're, mm. you're in trouble. But if you, as long as you keep innovating, you're fine because you've captured the market. You've, you've, you've already, you're already the market leader. And obviously Android's making a lot of sales and, and, and depending on what you read, uh, Android sometimes shows that it's got more 
users. However, obviously, Apple's making far more money on the less users. Um, Apple, I believe, is still first for developers. So it, it doesn't necessarily matter if people catch up. It, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't. And there's a lot of other, I mean, computers themselves. Look at home computers. That's yeah. a big red ocean. What, uh, you know, uh, the uh, self-serve yogurt. <laughs> That's yeah. a big red ocean. But it, it's know? a big red ocean. Back to the computers, that sort of stuff. Like, nothing kills me more. Like, I was not a big fan of when iPhone came out with the color. And then, you know, like like the i. Okay, you the five C's. The five C's. Yeah. Like you added. Are we really going to compete on color? Right. Like you were just tearing up a red ocean, and then now Samsung has that the gold phone. You know, right. uh, to compete with the the new, you know, not new anymore, but you know what I mean. Uh, iPhone 5S. Um, are we really going to like? Is that what these red oceans are coming down to? That we're competing on things as minute as color, or um, it's it, it just. We're selling on features. It's much better than trying to sell on price and beat each other up over price because that gets real ugly, as we know. When you're trying to sell on these minute features, you need to keep inventing. You know, um, and that's something we struggled with was we launched some of our courses six years ago. Well, if you went to buy some of those courses, some of those videos are six years old. Uh, the instructors in those videos have changed a lot. You know, the, some teaching styles have changed a lot. We have to continue. I mean, we shot those on mini DV cameras. Right. If you're familiar with that, I mean, so much has changed now. I mean, I was just, just shopping around to get some, some new camera gear and everything else to, to update and fresh. Same content, but just packaged differently and more professional and continue to innovate and continue to push the envelope as technology changes as well. Don't compete on silly things like, we have a gold phone now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, eventually it becomes a point where where it's going to be crowded, and if you're like I said, if you're the market leader, you're going to be fine. But you got to keep moving, got to keep innovating, got to keep finding the next thing. And and speaking of you know turning this more towards a local, let's look at the local business, small mom and pop type places. How do you find red oceans? I mean, I've got a uh, a business that I've worked with that was doing um, back. This is uh, four or five years ago. There was like the epoxy garage floors and. Um, it was like 400 bucks to get a garage floor, but it took like two or three days to install. You had to wait a week to drive on it. Um, you were kind of limited on the styles. Warranty, not very much because hot tires could peel up epoxy. Mm -hmm. Well, he got into a blue ocean of polyaspartic coatings that can be installed in a day. It's dry in an hour. You can drive on it in 24 hours, and he was given a lifetime warranty because it, the stuff just didn't peel. And that was a great blue ocean. He took the market by storm. And has created an enormous business out of it, and it's hugely successful because it was brand new. Nobody's ever done it. You know? So let's take that to the, the small mom-and-pop kind of business. How does a carpet cleaner, a pest control company, that sort of stuff, find their blue ocean when there's... That's another... You know what? That's a great question there because the book talks about, uh, not necessarily on the mom-and-pop level... But it does go into how do you find what your current market's not doing mm. and do it differently. So somebody might say, well, it doesn't, you know, somebody might get the wrong idea that a blue ocean means you got to change business or change complete strategy. However, there are things like I was just reminding somebody of a gas station I worked with that I, I consulted and convinced them to do a monthly membership for their car wash. Wow. The car wash is their number one source of income. Really? At the gas station. I learned a lot working with them because a lot of people think the gas is all that, but the gas is pennies on the dollar for them. Mm -hmm. But the car wash was number one, and we set up a monthly membership fee. 
Wow. <laughs> so they've got an ongoing recurring income to use their car wash. You pay every month, it comes out automatically on your credit card, and you can use the car wash anytime you want. Mm. And that's great. You go in and you show your card thing and it's registered uh, to your car and you can wash your car anytime you want. And we set up a whole new, that was a blue ocean at that point because nobody was doing a monthly membership for car washes. That's cool. Especially not at a gas station. Yeah. But we were able to, to take that and do a blue ocean with it. Um, carpet cleaners, because you mentioned that as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the problems that I personally have with carpet cleaning is I forget to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, unless the floor is filthy, which we, we, we're good at keeping our floors clean. We don't walk on our floor with our shoes on, so it's, it's very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I feel weird walking into somebody's house without taking my shoes off because mm-hmm. my wife won't allow that. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, sometimes we forget, oh, we get, when's the last time we got the carpet clean? What about a membership fee for cleaning carpet? Yeah. You know, um, and, and that membership fee could include emergency cleanings. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there could be a, a maintenance plan with it. There's all kinds of things you could do. And, and um, drive throughs is a good example. Um, the, the drive-through industry and how different companies started using drive-throughs. Uh, banks started to have drive-throughs and food places have drive-throughs. And there's even liquor stores that have drive-throughs. There's so many things. That was a chance to take and have a blue ocean. You know, find somebody doing something different. So if you've got a mom and pop type shop, you're a local business, whatever it is, what is your market not doing? You know, uh, movie theaters. I, I once, uh, in fact, in my book, I mentioned, I think it would be cool to do a membership with a movie theater. That's interesting. Where you pay a membership fee and you get like a couple movies a month and you and you go and, and it should be cheaper, obviously, to, to do that, but it's a recurring income. You know, there's so, so many smart. areas that you could do that. Um, my you know, cars, oil changes. Mm-hmm. You know, pay a pay a yearly fee or a monthly fee and you just come in and get your oil changed. So there's different areas that you can do this with. I mean, yogurt just did it. Somebody had the blue ocean. Mm-hmm. It's red now. Yeah. But it was blue at one point because yeah. it was I remember my wife coming home and saying there's this new yogurt place. It is so cool. And I believe, I may be wrong, forgive me if I am, but I believe you say when yogurt was the originator, or originator of this idea. Yeah, it could be. We have a different one in town, but we know our first one that came into Ocala. And um, it's, I mean, it's doing okay. It's not as busy as it used to be. Right. We used to wait in line for that place. And it's right by the movie theater. You'd think it'd be easy, yeah. but, but still they're getting killed by everybody else. Or the malls. Um, that's a, a good example. I, I give a good example in, in my book of copycat marketing. How you copy other businesses and all you're doing, and this is this will a great segue into another thing I want to discuss. Uh, all you're doing is trying to take a piece of the pie and split it. Well, for instance, if you see that pretzel places, okay, Auntie Anne's pretzels, love them. If you, if you see that, hey, those things seem to do really well in the mall, I'm going to open one on the other side of the mall. Well, what you're doing is uh, you're splitting the market now. Unless you have some crazy different business that you're going to steal, comp- you know, steal some of their customers, you just split the market. So ask yourself this: if you're going into business, this is a very common thing I try to when I consult people on starting a business. Go over to Auntie Anne's and find out, or whatever it is you're about to copy, and find out if they how they would do with half the customers. Mm-hmm. How would you do? How would you survive? Would you pay your bills? Would you be successful? Chances are they're going to say no. But what you're doing is hoping to accomplish that. It's a it's a far-fetched dream to say we're going to put them out of business. Maybe you do, but let's say you get you, you have a decent enough product that's the same, and you could steal half their customers. Are you going to be happy with that? Mm-mm. So so why copycat and go after that? And here's uh, I did a blog post uh, I think like last year about this. Some people are always trying to get another piece of the pie. They're trying to steal some of the pie, but the real success is making the pie bigger. Expand the pie. 
so that you can bring in more of the market, more people into more more of the 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 um, your ideal customer into the market. People that maybe weren't buying before. You know, I don't frozen yogurt. I don't think I've had frozen yogurt much until this mm-hmm. until these yogurt stores pop, popped up. Okay, so it was a, definitely a blue ocean, and it was a, a, a an expansion of the pie. Unfortunately, now it's such a red ocean that you can go anywhere. So um, I don't think I'd recommend getting into that. And I usually when I when someone asks me what businesses do you think are worth starting, I will generally say nothing that's a fad because those are a fad right now. Maybe you can make some money right now. Maybe you can't. Um, and nothing that can be sold online is typically. Um, what I'll say, unless you're the creator of that product that's being sold online. So, you know, I would not try to start any local um, bookstores anymore. <laughs> just don't think that's going to work anymore unless you can have some. Now, there might be Blue Ocean there with some crazy cool way to do it. You know, don't get me wrong, maybe there is. Uh, but, you know, I've all my books have been ordered on Amazon for quite some time now. Yep. Uh, movie, movie rental places. You know, uh, and this is funny because I once told a friend, we were standing at a, at a Blockbuster video and I told a friend that um, I just made a comment to him that, you know, hey, you know, these aren't going to exist soon. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he says, you're nuts. This place is always busy. I was like, no, trust me, it won't exist soon. Mm-hmm. There's going to be kiosks all over the place that you're going to be able to just go. There'll be one every corner. You'll be able to just go get a box. You're not going to even come here. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six months later, he emails me, dude, my Blockbuster's closing. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> That's like I told you, man. Yeah. It just the blue ocean was the boxes. Red box, yeah. You know, Red Box got that got that blue ocean. Netflix got a blue ocean. And now of course it's getting a little crowded. So Netflix is what are they doing? They're coming out with their like custom series. Yeah. You know, where you want to be on Netflix because they have their own series. You can't get yeah. it anywhere else. Yeah. So go find your blue ocean. Don't be afraid of the fact that it could turn red at some point. Because even when it does, you might find another blue ocean. Or you might be the market leader. You know, um, if you're the uh, 200 pound shark surrounded by a bunch of 40 pound sharks, that might not be so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so the book is definitely worth um, getting into and uh, or getting and reading. And, and I'm telling you, if you're a startup, you're going to learn tips and tricks about finding blue oceans. If you are a already running business, you're going to find tips and tricks about uh, going out and changing your market identifying where you can make a change. Mm-hmm. And if you're an organization, a police department, there's so much government. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can find smarter ways to do things, thinking outside the box, making the pie bigger, learning other strategies to grow your business and find that blue ocean. And don't be a copycat. Just just don't. Just avoid it. Mm-hmm. Just avoid being a copycat because all you're trying to do, it's so hard. You're, you're, you're running into an already established market and you're trying to take their customers and ask yourself if you're okay with half their customers. If you're wildly successful and you steal half their market, do you think that's enough for you to survive and really thrive? Because if you're going to copycat, somebody else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Somebody else is going to come along and do the same thing. And then can you survive on 33% and 25%? If you're all the same product... Um, you know, are you going to survive? And keep in mind, you know, USP. We've talked about USP before, unique selling propositions. If there's nothing unique about it, it's not really a blue ocean. Is it unique? Is nobody else doing it? Can you, you know, take the market by storm? And, um, you know, is it something that your market really needs? And again, don't ask, you, don't ask what your market wants because they'll tell you a faster horse. Ask them what they need 
and they'll tell you they need a faster horse uh, because they can't afford the cars that are being built. And then you can use that to, uh, to design a, uh, your own Model T, your own car, the home computer, whatever it's going to be, or a direct-to-consumer computer like Dell did. Um, you know, and again, Dell's hurting now, but I think I think they've had a pretty good run. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I said, and, and I said that not, as if they're dead. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's not to say it's going to stop. But uh, I'm, I, and this is being recorded on a Dell, by the way. <laughs> I yeah. have a Dell, so um, you know the the uh, the idea is though, go find the blue ocean, take it by storm, become the market leader, but don't stop. Continue to seek blue oceans. Continue to innovate. Get this book. Highly recommended. Get this book. Yeah. No matter what business you have, get the book. Head over to redwallmarketing.com. Just do a search for Blue Ocean Strategy. You'll find this blog post or this uh, podcast, and you'll be able to. Uh, there'll be links to the Audible uh, and um, the probably the Amazon book uh, because that is where I got them anyway. So take a look at that. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and it just helps you uh, open the box and hopefully. Your lawnmower is sitting out in the yard for the next two to three days yeah. while you're <laughs> while you're writing down ideas and coming up with new ways to expand your business. So, again, thanks, Jason, for being here. I thought this was cool just to no problem. Just have somebody else save me some talking to sure. and uh, to go through it. So I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.